Hey guys, it's the Beauty Mavens, Kristen the Elevator, and Madison Annis. Thank you so much for subscribing on iTunes and recommending the podcast to your friends. Welcome to the Beauty Mavens podcast. Kristen and Madison are creating a space where the beauty obsessed can feel empowered to dream big and achieve their goals. It's awesome. Interviewing other mavens in the beauty industry to discover their secrets to success and how they got to be the expert that they are. Brought to you by a sister duo of estheticians and entrepreneurs. Here's your hosts, Kristen D'Oliveda and Madison Annis. Hey Mavens, welcome back to Beauty Mavens Podcast. We are here with Stephanie Green today. She is actually one of my friends and she is killing it in her business. So I'm going to let her kind of introduce herself and explain what she's doing. But she's like all things sales and social media and team building. So this is going to be a really good episode. I'm excited. Okay, Steph, introduce yourself, how you got into the business, where yeah. you're at today. For sure, for sure. So, I'll just be up front. I never saw myself as an entrepreneur, as a business owner. And so, it kind of just fell into my lap. I didn't even know that was part of my personality. Uh, I had graduated from Utah State and was 100% going to be a lawyer. And that was my path. And that was it for me. And quickly, I got married and... Uh, lived the summer sales wife journey and Hola. me and Maddie both do and we were moving a lot and I was like I need a job that I can take anywhere that's flexible and I saw my friend talking about these hair products and I was already suffering with my own hair uh, I had really curly hair that was extremely damaged from straightening it going to the salon getting um Brazilian blowouts, all of those things. And so I thought, okay, I need good hair products, number one. And then I saw that she's also a nurse and she was making money. And I said, okay, this seems kind of cool. I already, you know, I've already, you know, I feel like I'm a beauty person anyways. I'm not a big makeup person, but I, you know, I, every girl wants to look good. So I said, yeah, like, let's, let's totally do this. Um, I put two feet in from the very beginning. I was never wishy-washy. I don't, I don't have that personality. If I decide to do something, I'm a hundred percent in. And so I got started in this business. So I, I didn't even know that it was direct sales or network marketing. And I, you know, I'll first address that. I feel like there's a stigma around that. And if I had known, I probably wouldn't have even jumped in. Um, I honestly just thought it was like uh, affiliate marketing, um, you know, like influencers, how they have swipe up and all that type of stuff. So I had no idea that a team was involved and all of that stuff, but thank goodness for it because I actually got mentorship when I started. So long story short, I got started in the business. That was about 19 months ago now. And um, just really quickly, like the products worked so well on me. I was excited to use them, to share them with people, the business, like I saw the money coming in, it was blessing our lives. I started sharing it more and more and just everything started happening for me. I won't say it was just uphill cause I feel like Maddie knows this too, but you know, there's, <laughs> there's up and downs in businesses, there's failures. And so I definitely have a lot of those along the way too. And anyways, Started it 19 months ago, six months in, I earned a free Cadillac. I was like, wow, like this is really happening for me. And then 
That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I never, when I joined the Cadillac, I just thought that was just like mumbo jumbo. No one gets that. And about 15 months into the business, I hit a director rank, which is like one of the top ranks in the company. And that's when I was like, wow, this is life-changing income. You know, this is more than six figures a year with a business that I, you know, pay nothing to, to do. Like, as far as like, you know, the company handles the products, the company handles my website, the company pays for everything. And so I just get to use social media and market without having to do the cost and risk. And so that's why it was so cool for me. Um, and yeah, it's it's been an awesome journey. And now, you know, built a huge Utah team. I have a big Florida team, a big Texas team. And so it's kind of just taken over the U.S. And it's such a baby company. It's five years old. There's 28 million in this already in it. And so I'm excited for the future too. So that's kind of a little bit about me and what I do. I'm married um, and no kids yet, hopefully in the next couple of years, but that's kind of where I'm at. So cool. Yeah, I've been watching you. I remember, I mean, because I knew you even before you started doing yeah, this. Yeah. But um, I don't think you said what company it is. I'm going to let you say it because oh. I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> You're okay. I don't even think people in the company know how to pronounce it. So the full name of the company is Modern Nature. So that's why we get the Modern Meat. So it's like bringing naturally based products with modern technology. So oh, I didn't know that. Uh, the whole brand of the company is anti-aging hair and skincare. So just it's anti-aging beauty is the big thing. Like your your hair ages just like your skin ages. And so it's an anti-aging hair care line. It was the first one to kind of disrupt the hair care industry in that way. Uh, and then they moved also to skincare. And so I think they're just, they're going to be doing more industries and everything's going to be under this bubble of anti-aging beauty. Yeah, that's so cool. So yeah. for you, because you've used social media yeah. pretty much as your only marketing tool. Basically. <laughs> so what tips do you have for someone yeah. or walk us through that, like, building community on your Instagram or selling on Instagram. Like, I feel like that's where people get hung up. So if you have any tips. Of course, yeah. So social media is, like, the most powerful tool. And that's actually one of the first questions that I ask girls when they want to join me is, are you comfortable with social media or are you okay with learning how to use social media? Because I will train them on that. But, you know, it's like that's where the world is going. That's the most powerful marketing and any business needs to be on social media it needs to be relevant on social media billboards do not work paid for advertisement does not work it's that authenticity on instagram that does work and that does sell and i say to everyone you shouldn't be selling something on instagram you should be sharing on instagram and there's a big difference because you can feel when someone only wants your credit card number versus when someone really cares about your hair needs or your skincare needs and like really wants to help you on that so for anyone listening that has businesses I would say yes show your business yes show what you offer and add value in that way but add value without the intention of making money and you'll make money yeah so, that's good you know example it's like if you have a really good skincare tip or hair care tip 
if you just share things to serve people and to think about them and what would help them, you know, it's, I really struggled with frizz my whole life. And so I try and share tips for other curly girls on how to avoid frizz. And I've gotten a lot of people that would buy my product and I didn't even talk about the product. I just shared like my walk routine to not get frizz. And so a lot can come from just serving people on social media and people will feel like they, they trust you and they want to use what you're using without you even trying to, to sell it. Yeah. And, you know, graphics and things like that, they're okay, but there's a big difference if you were to get on Instagram and be like, oh, I've really struggled with, um, I don't know, dark circles under my eyes. And I've been using this product. And I want to show you guys the difference. This is crazy to me. You have a lot of energy. And you're like, this is so insane. If you struggle with this, you need to DM me. Like, this is amazing, right? Versus a graphic that says 25% off my wrinkle cream. Like, everyone's like, ew, you're selling me on something. Versus just sharing something that you found and you love and having people DM you and say, what is that? I need that. Yeah. And you're sharing mostly in your stories. Is that right? Yeah. So I haven't, and I don't know if this goes for every business and it kind of differs whether you have a business account on Instagram or, you know, you're doing this on a personal account, but I have like an 80, 20 rule that I try to follow. Some days it's way more business. Some days I don't do anything business on my story, but I really try and have like a breakup of only like showing bits and stuff and products versus showing like me and my husband are going on a date night or something funny that just happened. Cause I think when you add your personality to it, you get so much more trust from people. And you know, there's, it's like people want to know who the person is behind what you're selling or what, you know, whatever the product is. Um, and when you do that, people want to buy from you. They're like, oh, she's so funny or she's so nice or, you know, I love watching her share her stories. Like, I really want to support her. And that will happen, though, only if you're showing your personality. So personally, I don't know if this goes against what you preach, but I think even if you do have a business account, you should still show who you are behind that and show your personality through your brand because that's a part of your brand. Oh, yeah. And people buy people. They don't buy products. They don't buy that salon. They they buy the energy, the community, the culture of how you make them feel. Yeah. At the end of the day, you're selling yourself. And even yeah. if you're an esthetician or cosmetologist, um, you are selling your services. Like you have to get people in your chair and that can be the biggest battle. But also selling retail can double, triple, quadruple your income. Yeah. And um, I was going to say that does not go against what we preach. We totally are like, show up, show your face, like let people okay. get to know you because it, there's yeah. so much power and yeah, yeah, people want, people need to connect with people. So yeah. they're craving yeah. that connection and you can give that to them through. Yeah. So cool that we have the Instagram and the stories and yeah. that we can yeah. create that. So honestly, like stories, I think there should be a combination between stories, posts, and IGTV is so, so big right now, and I don't think people are utilizing it enough. Like, IGTV will be the next YouTube. So what, what, what how have you been utilizing, or, yeah, utilizing IGTV, yeah. or how, where have you seen success with that? Yeah, so it's just like, it's, I think it's way more impactful than a live, um, number one, because it stays on your page. 
Number two, you can, I mean, you can do whatever you want with it. And I, I try and mix it up on there, but I'll do like a hair tutorial on there and it'll stay. The stories, they come and they go, but if you can keep your like most, I don't know, I'll show a hair tutorial millions of times, but if I have a really good one, I'll just save them all, even if they're all from my story and I'll put them in a video editing app, put them all together and just upload it with an IDTV. Wait, can we talk about what are your favorite apps? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. So, my favorite app for stories is called Unfold. Yeah, you told me about this, and I loved yeah. it. Yeah, so that's how I create everything. I do the pro version. I think it's so worth it. Invest in your business. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, pro, the pro version of Unfold, I use Tezza a ton. It's T-E-Z-Z-A. And that's what I use for editing, like, the pictures, filters, presets, Tezza is my go-to. I'm obsessed with that app right now. I use Unum, so U-N-U-M, and that is my app for, I see how my content looks all together, like my posts look together, and then I schedule out when they're going to get posted. So if I'm busy on Tuesday, but I need to put a post up, I will put it in my app, I'll put what time, I'll put the caption, and it does it for me. Yeah. So good. So, yeah, that, that one's been helpful. And what one for editing videos? Did you say that? No, I haven't found my favorite one. Right now I use InShot. I-N-S-H-O-T? Yeah, yeah. And that's just more if you wanted to edit on your phone. That's not really like professional editing. I think we, I would just use iMovie if I wanted to do like a really fancy video editing. But in like as of now, I only use InShot and it's worked good for me. Okay, so good to know. And yeah. I was going to ask you, so, yeah, so you show up on your stories every day and you're sharing and you're building community, but I feel like your yeah. posts, your captions are really captivating and they also share your story. And that's, like, one of the biggest things we hear in the industry and just with social media in general is people are like, I don't know what to caption my posts or, like, I want to create, I want to foster a community in my feed, but, like, I don't know how so do you have yeah. any tips or, like, what you're doing that's working or not working for Instagram captions? Yeah. So I I definitely think the more – first, if you can tell a story, people are automatically captivated. So, you know, if you, for example, said, you know, if there was a day that you realized – I don't know, if there was, like, a super impactful day in your life that you were like, wow, like, this is the day I realized I wanted to own a salon, you know? Mm-hmm. And you share that day and how you felt. Like, I woke up that day and I realized, like, that was it. And that's, like, your first like, – like, you have a very strong one-liner. So I really tell girls when you do a caption, your first line needs to get people to want to read the rest of it. It needs to say something like – I quit my job today, or it needs to say, you know, and you know, I woke up and it was the worst day of my life or something that gets people to be like, okay, what is she talking about? And then you either tell a story or, you know, and I use my same story in a million different ways. You can have one story and take little parts of it and create a million stories through, you know, and you can put them on your story. You can use them on your post. You can use them in IGTV. You don't need to have all these you know, experiences, you can take multiple experiences from one, if that makes sense. Yeah, that is really good advice. Yeah, so I say tell a story, people connect to that, there's just, people like, stories automatically get people to feel an emotion, and emotion is what causes our memory to remember that. 
you know, when I think about my childhood, about little things that I remember, it's because an emotion happened at that time. And that's why I remember that moment. And it's the same thing if someone's like, oh, yeah, I remember your story that you shared. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like about, you know, that day that you and your husband or whatever. And I'm like, I'm surprised you remember that. And it's because something in my story must have caused an emotion with them. So the more emotion you can put and more connection that you can give through your own story, the more people are going to remember you and they're going to feel, you know, your captions, your Instagram, your bio, everything, nothing is about you. It's about the person you're speaking to. So I really try with captions. Like it's not an I, I, I thing. It's like, you know, it's a we thing. I want them to feel like they can connect to what I'm saying and that they can relate to it. Yeah, that's really good. Um, Do you, was there like a moment when you were like, because I feel like some like you're living your story and you're living your life. So I feel like sometimes it's hard to be like, wait, this is my story. Like you, because to, to like, for example, for me, my story yeah. does not feel like anything anyone would want to read. Like, cause it's your life and you're like, this is just like yeah. normal. This is what it is. So was there like yeah. a moment when you were like, wait, this is my story and this is worth telling. Like how do you know, do you know what I'm saying? How did I you get feel, to that point yeah. where you were like, wait, this is the story I want to share. And this is the story that's connecting to people. Yeah, no, I totally get what you're saying. I think none of us think that our story is worth telling because we're, like I said, you know, like you said, we're all living it. We think it's kind of, bland or whatever but your story about how you know me and Dallin actually talk about you we think you're so entrepreneurial and it's so fascinating to watch what you've done as well and so I think your story is incredible and I think so many women have awesome stories but they're not just taking a second to reflect on last year to this year and how far they've come and what experiences they've had in the last year and to take little bits and pieces of that and messages from that and use that for captions for stories for IGTVs because you can pull so many messages out and so many vulnerabilities that would connect with people yet people aren't doing that and I think that comes more from fear or thinking what if people think this is stupid or what if no one thinks this is helpful and that's what's holding so many people back I totally agree and I think like we said people want to connect to people and people connect to stories and everyone has a story to tell and um there's something else I was gonna say about that oh I was gonna say when you were talking and you were saying, like, it might be being afraid to look dumb or for people to judge you. I know, especially in Utah, that, like, mm. <laughs> MLMs or whatever, yeah. direct sales, yeah. I know they have a really bad... I guess in the beginning you said you didn't realize it was one of those. But what have yeah. you, what have you, like, what are some obstacles you've had to overcome? Or you've, like, or how have you helped people on your team overcome that yeah. fear of, like, looking dumb or posting too much or whatever lie they're telling themselves yeah for sure I I mean I I definitely think like if people let go of that like they'd have so much success but it's definitely real like I struggled with that I knew a lot of people were like oh what is Stephanie doing she's in a scam whatever you know I get that Mm -hmm. and I trust me I even thought the same thing too so I've been where people are I just had to remember, especially for my industry, that I do exactly what everybody else does. We all share stuff. We all share either, you know, 
our podcast or our salon or our, you know, services, like we're all sharing stuff and I'm not doing anything different, you know? And so I'm like, if I believe in the product, just like if you believe in your services, you know, you're an amazing esthetician or an amazing cosmetologist. It's like, you feel like you're doing a disservice by not sharing it with people. And that's actually how I had to rethink about what I was doing and be like, if I believe in what I do. Do I think that this helps people? Do I think the products help people? Do I think the business changes lives? If I do, then I can't care about what other people think because it's my duty to share it with people to help people. That's so good. Yes. So that's kind of how, and I also thought, I was like, these people don't pay my bills. Like, why do we care what Sally from fifth grade thinks about what I'm posting? So true. Yeah. And there's just, you know, there's people that will think you're annoying no matter what. You could post about your baby all day, and there's going to be people that think that's annoying. And you could post about your dog all the time, and people are going to think that's annoying, or your husband, and that's okay. Like, if they want to unfollow, that's fine. But you're also going to, if you show up as your authentic self, you're going to attract people that do like what you're posting, and those are your people. And maybe those people unfollowed you aren't your people, and they're going to go follow someone that someone that they can resonate with and that's okay to me like I have you know when I first joined the business I lost a lot of followers and I thought my world was ending because we put so much status on followers I I started my business with 800 followers and I said okay and I I was losing them I was losing them I was like oh my gosh I must be doing something so wrong and I just started just being more of my personality and showing my authentic self more and more and more vulnerabilities and showing me my husband's lifestyle and things like that. And then I started gaining followers and I was like, oh my gosh, okay. So it just kind of took losing people that weren't resonating with me anymore and gaining people who started. I, I got a lot of new curly haired girls that started following me for tips. I got a lot of other business women that started following me. And, you know, now I'm at 10 K and I'm like, Oh my gosh, you know, and that just came from being authentic. And if I would have stopped because I was losing followers, I would have never gotten to this point either. Yeah. It's the whole repel and attract, rep- uh, repel and attract. You have to repel the clients that aren't for you, the people that aren't for you so that you can attract the right ones. And when the right ones are there, they're going to stay. They're the ones they are going to yeah. join your team. They're going to buy any product you have. They're yeah. going to want like whatever you do. They're yeah. going to be like, okay, they're your raving fans. Those yeah, are the people. Your- and even yeah. if you have, oh, even if you only have 50 of them, five of them, 10 of them, like that's a lot of people. If, if they're like committed and, loyal that goes a long way yeah I I totally and I bet I mean I don't I don't know how this works completely but I have a nail lady and she owns her own um nail salon in in North Ogden and she was like it's so weird she's like all my clients are actually extremely similar to who I am they're super bubbly they're super fun and it's kind of weird to me because I feel like through my own posting, I've attracted those kind of people. And I love it. I love my clientele. They're so loyal to me. They come to me every two weeks to get their nails done. It's so fun to chat with them. She's like, it took me a while to get here, but now like my clients are loyal to me and they're my people. And I, you know, and it's so fascinating to see, I think people get so caught up and everyone needs to love me. Everyone needs to think that I'm cool instead of like just finding your niche and the people that you do resonate with. And working with those people, we always like on the hustle for a million followers. Like, what about the 50 that you do have that that love you and would love to be your client? 
Yeah. It's so, yeah, those, the 20%, I heard this the other day, I might slaughter it, but it was like the 20% of people, or you only need 20% to build the 80% of your business. Something like that. I don't remember how it was worded, but it's like, if you have 10 people, like, take care of those 10 people, and guess what? They're going to tell their friends, they're going to tell their family, and then that's going to build the rest of your business. Referrals are so big. So big. Yeah, yeah, I think referrals is honestly one of the biggest reasons my business built so like so fast. Well, let's switch gears a little bit and talk about like the team building aspect of your yeah, yeah. your business. So how have you? Because I think that's going to be able to apply to people if they have employees or if they have. Yeah, I mean, I guess they yeah. could even apply it to their clients or yeah, any yeah. any kind of community. So can you share a little bit about how you've like built a team and what you do to take care of them and how you inspire them. Yeah. So, so here's my first tip with the team is that you have to remember that and maybe this is different if you own a business, but I never treat them like I'm like management style. Like everyone gets the same rules. Everyone gets the same treatment mm-hmm. because different people are motivated by different things. And I have to understand that they're human and they all have unique characteristics. So I get to know girls on my team. That's like one of the biggest things for me. I do a phone call within the first 24 hours with them. And I want to get to know, are they motivated by incentives? Are they motivated by recognition? Are they motivated by words and letting them know that I appreciate them? Are they motivated by, you know, um, money? Like, is that their biggest motivator? Because if I know that, I know how to motivate them and how to get them to, you know, challenge them, push them, get them to their next level. But I'm not going to throw an incentive to someone who really just cares for me to message them and tell them how much I love and appreciate them working with me. Yeah, that's actually really, like a really great onboarding. How do you, do you have certain questions you're asking or how do you figure out what motivates them? Or do you just point blank ask them? Yeah, so I... With that first phone call, I try and get to know them, like, why they started this business with me, you know, and that kind of tells me a little bit about their personality, uh, and then, you know, I ask them, you know, what's your end goal? Like, what do you want in life? Like, where do you see yourself in five years? Like, what, where do you want this business to take you? And so I kind of get that, and and through these conversations, I feel like I try and keep it lighthearted, we're laughing, we're connecting, there's a friendship we're building, and there creates more of a trust, and then when I, I feel like I can ask that question and get a real raw honest answer I will ask them you know I want to you know serve you and and help you get to these goals that you just explained to me and I know different people are motivated by different things and I'll, I'll explain my own to them so they feel more comfortable and I'm someone who's actually very motivated by recognition so recognition by anything so even my husband telling me you know I'm so proud of you for doing that today or whatever like that makes means more to me than someone handing me two thousand dollars or something so I'm very motivated by that and I'll let them know that on the call like and that was kind of different for me to find out I thought I was more motivated by money but I'm actually not and and so I asked them like what do you feel like is your biggest you know what do you feel like you're most motivated by and this can change while we're working together they can kind of figure out what they're more motivated by later on but I kind of try and get an idea on that um and really dig deep into their why why they're doing this mm-hmm. you know um I think a why is so important because on the hard days of business and you know the people on this 
this podcast are most likely all entrepreneurs and there's hard days in entrepreneurship where you want to quit where things get hard where someone you know leaves or whatever and that's normal in business but if you don't have a strong enough why you're doing this you're going to flop the second that happens yeah for sure there's there's definitely been times where it gets hard and I mean it helps having a business partner having my sister but where I'm just like should we just like close the doors and be done (laughs) like come on and then it's like if you don't have that support or that why or if it's not if it doesn't go deeper than that then like it will be 10 million times easier to just close the court close the doors and be done and like you're not gonna fail unless you stop trying so just keep going yeah. like keep getting up yeah. take a break if yeah. you need to but yeah I mean I definitely think the end goal is happiness for all of us so you know it has to be serving you still too so it's like there's hard days but if you know that your end goal is going to make you the happiest like whatever that looks like in your business your dream life if this is going to get you there then obviously keep going you know mm-hmm. uh, so that's kind of how I, I say it to everyone but you know I do think being your own business owner is the coolest life ever as far as freedom and flexibility and the skill set you learn. And, you know, I think it's the coolest thing. So for me, I'm like, yeah, never give up. Um, I know some people aren't in that mindset though, and that's okay too. They're more clock in people. But if you do have the entrepreneur mindset, then keep going through the hard times because you have no idea. My business was stagnant for 11 months. It didn't move. I wasn't growing. And in my industry, that's really hard because you're watching all these women keep hitting these big ranks and these big levels and make these huge paychecks. And you're like, I'm stuck. And you know, I had to like keep going. And then I, you know, after those 11 months, I, I hit a double ring. I know that doesn't make as much sense, but that's like really hard to do. And I didn't realize that through those 11 months, I was growing in a different way, even if the paycheck wasn't showing that. And that's when the double rank happened. I think that can be for any business. You're like right on the edge of something huge, yet you pull out right at the hardest time. And it's like right before the come up. Yeah. So did you, do you feel like you did something different when you were stagnant to like start growing or do you feel like it was just the little things you were doing while you were stagnant that like got you out of that plateau? I think I had stopped working on my mindset during those, the stagnant months. I, you know, I feel like in business you have to keep growing. You have to keep growing your mind. You have to keep stretching it, pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. And I had just stayed in my comfort zone and I wasn't doing anything different and everything felt easy. And I, like I said, I, I, I think mindset is 99% of why my business is where it's at. And so I had to like reevaluate and be held accountable and asking myself, you know, am I putting everything in? Am I reflecting on what I'm doing wrong? And once I did that, and then I will say growing my team was a big thing. I kind of went into management mode where I was trying to micromanage everyone's businesses and help them. And I stopped growing my own personal business. And once I focused back on my own personal business, that's where I had that big change in my own business. Yeah. So what, really quickly, and then we'll wrap up, but what are some things you're doing to help with your mindset? Like what are some maybe podcasts you're listening to or I don't know, whatever it is that's helping you with mindset. 
Yeah, so one is Ed Milet is probably my favorite podcast. Love him, yes. Yeah, he's actually speaking at our conference, so I'm so excited. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, so Ed Milet's been one of my favorite. John Maxwell is probably one of, he's the world-renowned leadership master. Like, he's just insane. He's written over 100 books, and he has 100% taught me how to lead people. And I was doing it all wrong until I started listening to him. Um, so John Maxwell, I love Angie Lee. Mm-hmm. So Angie Lee's like amazing at social media marketing, like the most incredible. She knows exactly what she's doing. She has like this, she teaches how to have your perfect avatar of who you want to work with or a client you want and then how to make content to attract that person. So she's been my favorite social media person. Those are probably my three podcasters in the morning. I will listen to a podcast, some type of thing to get my mind and headspace in the right um, area. And I don't put my energy anywhere negative. So in business, bad things happen. I do. I deal with that, but I don't let that carry on throughout the next 24 hours or the next two days, because that's like self-sabotaging. Like you can't change it. It happened. You deal with it, and then you go move on and go figure out how you're going to solve it. I think, like, anxiety and stuff happens because we just are at a standstill, and we just, like, start thinking about the unknown and all the negative, and we, like, are putting our headspace there. And so I've kind of just let go of anything that doesn't serve me. If I have friends that are toxic, that are always negative around me, I've let go of those people. I unfollow people on Instagram that are always complaining or talking about gossiping or whatever. Like, I don't, that energy doesn't serve me and doesn't put me on a higher level. So I've just kind of gotten rid of all that, like movies that don't make me feel good or I don't learn anything from them. I'm like, I would rather be listening to a podcast or reading a book or training or, you know, going outside. And so I've just kind of let go of those things and put myself in the right headspace. And then something kind of weird that I do, but it's really worked for me, is every morning I, I'm a very like visionary person. I know that sounds really cheesy, but like I really envision my dream business, my dream life, my dream house. And I dreamed of the rank that I'm at now in my company since the day I started every single morning. And now I'm here and I'm like, oh my God, like, it really happened for me. And I think I just kept showing myself and just it, like your mind doesn't know the difference between a subconscious, like what you're subconsciously thinking versus um, like the narrative you're telling your head versus your actual reality. So I kind of created my reality through just visioning it every day and then working towards it. And then it, happened that's so good I've been last all last year I was like mm, all that stuff is so like fruit like who like woohoo you know like I was like eh. oh, I totally agree with but I've been like me and Kristen have been starting to get into like doing like yeah doing that like meditating and envisioning what we want and like seeing it in the future and affirmations I'm I'm definitely not a pro at it but it I feel like it is such I mean I know it is so powerful but it it's a practice (laughs) and like it's it's sometimes yeah Yeah. I don't know but so are you just doing your like when you're visioning your future and what you want are you just doing that like through a meditation are you just doing it like every morning for 10 minutes or what does that look like it's so hard I'm actually not a very structured person and I'm like not good at I don't know 
perfect routine of meditation or anything like that. I need to get better at it. But it's just like when I wake up, like I'm kind of in my drowsy state, I'll just kind of close my eyes again and just like envision my goal or like you know every month I go for a goal and so I just think about it all month long and then I you know get out my notebook and I think of like all the things that I need to do to hit this goal this month and then that goal is on my bigger scale goal of that year's goal and so I just you know I envision it I write down what I need to do I don't overwhelm myself with the goal. I just kind of focus on my daily little things that I gotta do to get to my monthly goal and get me eventually my yearly goal. I like it. So you break it down into little bite-sized pieces. Yeah, because we'll get way overwhelmed if we're thinking about this huge goal that seems unattainable. Right. So good. Okay, well, this has been so informative, and I think that our listeners are going to get so much value out of today's episode. So thank you so much for coming on and for opening up about your business and sharing these awesome tips. Where can everyone find you? Yeah, so my Instagram is Steffi, S-T-E-P-H-Y, Co, C-O, and then green, like the color, G-R-E-E-N, underscore. And yeah, I'd love to connect with anyone. And if you guys have any questions about social media, I'm happy to help. Okay, thank you so much, Steph. I just wish you the best in everything you're doing. So make sure you check her out on Instagram at Steffi Co Green. And while you're at it, check us out at Beauty Mavens underscore. And we will see you next week. XO Beauty Mavens.